Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the Sift Takers podcast. I am producer Tim, unleashed again, and in my car we have Bob D. Hello there. We have Rich Polly. Hello there. And we have the Ed Ball. Hello there. So, uh, we have just parked up a little bit north of Birmingham, having been at the UK Grand Championships at the UK Games Expo in Birmingham, and we thought we'd have a quick chat about uh, how we got on the weekend and our thoughts about the event. The final, which is uh, Bartos versus Sam, is currently being played, I believe. So we may not, uh, well, we won't talk about who and what the result is of that, uh, but a show later in the week, we'll talk more about lists and we'll talk about uh, results and who won it. So for myself, I uh, took the Mighty Morphin Inferno Squadron. I had a mixed day on Saturday. I lost my first two games, uh, which was a bit hard. No offence to OJ, but you don't want to be losing your first game and then find you're drawn against OJ game two because he also lost his first game. So I was uh, down two to start with. Uh, I then managed to bounce back to 3-2, playing off in the last game to potentially make cut. Uh, my MOB was pretty good, but unfortunately I then played a Drea Skurg list uh, flown by a gentleman called Rob, a uh, really nice guy. But his front arcs just melted TIE Fighters. Just literally, yeah. I, I just could not roll evades or anything with pitch to save my life. Uh, well played, Rob. He made cut. And I think he did okay. It looked like he um, he certainly won his top 32 games. I, I saw him in the top 16. So he looked like he did all right there. Rich, why don't you tell us a bit about how your weekend got on? Yeah, so I took Benny with Bastian and Lulu. I had a dreadful start. I went 0-2 to start off with. Lost a couple of games against... Republic Beef and then Triple Silencers. I just wasn't thinking properly. I was making really bad choices the entire way through. Um, so I went and had a lunch break, came back and managed to go 4-2. Uh, so that was cool. Um, played four really close games against uh, really good players, really good opponents, um, really enjoyable. And then uh, I was lucky enough to um, have chosen Resistance as my faction. So my stretch goal of Resistance Damage Deck was achieved. Uh, so I, um, I have one of four in the world at the moment, which is super cool. Um, to have got that that um, special damage deck, so I counted it as a massive win. Yeah, I think uh, it was interesting to see. I think it was twelve resistance lists. Yep. So yeah, you got your top sixteen, you got your top four, um, but literally anybody that took resistance to the event did all right there. I think there were sixteen separatists, and then everybody else was pretty much uh, obviously having to compete. I think it was fifty-five imperials. I was fifty-one. Uh, 51 was it? I was fighting with. Um, I think I finished sixty-seventh overall. And I think I was 18th in the Imperials, Ooh, so I was right. yeah I was very close to getting the uh, the Whisper Alt art. But yeah, that was uh, interesting, interesting prize structure. Uh, I, I quite like having the best in factions to try and create list diversity, but I did feel that they were missing a participation prize, like just even like an alt art upgrade card for everybody. But that's you know something that maybe we can look at sort of feedback wise. So, Ed, why don't you tell us a bit about your weekend? Uh, so, I started in the first game against the 199 version of Quad Phantoms. Uh, I rolled one evade in the entire game, and it, I think we were the first in the hall to finish. It went really well. It didn't. Uh, I then managed to claw that back to 3-1, and one, um, playing another Quad Phantoms list along the way. Turns out, if you do it right, you can annihilate them. Uh, I won that. Um, to about I think it was about 110 so okay against Quad Phantoms uh, so I was 3-1 and one. I then played uh, Dreya Skurgs um, the version with an iron cannon uh, it was going okay and th then Vader exploded lost that 
And then in the final round, I played a Falcon, uh, an X-Wing, and a B-Wing. No, it wasn't an X-Wing. It was the floaty ship. What's the floaty ship? U-Wing? The, the crow. The crow ship. Oh, mouldy moldy crow. mouldy crow. Uh, hawk. Yeah. I killed the hawk and the B-Wing. And then the, the, the Falcon, Lando Falcon, uh, basically blew everything up. So ended up going three and three, uh, which was okay. But the, the two last games could, could have were on a knife edge. Yeah. Could have gone four and two, could have gone five and one. Don't know. I'll probably be back next year, probably with the same list. <laughs> tie advance, right? Tie advance. Yeah. Pod tie advance. I wasn't the only person in the room flying them. No. no. The meta change begins. Um, one of my uh, opponents who was at a recent hyperspace trial uh, has copied the list. <laughs> I'm like, yes. You've, you've Quad advanced. We got begin a the takeover. We've got a following for Ed now, so uh, <laughs> you're a trendsetter. Uh, maybe, maybe. Give it time. We will see. Before we uh, move on to Bob, so the premium side event um, was a three-player team event, which me, Rich, and Ed all entered. Uh, it was quite good fun. It was a sort of preset uh, three-player team. So, so I was number one. Rich was number two. Ed was number three, and we play, paired against our respective one, two, and three. I quite like team events, but I do like the tactical aspect of pairings. Um, so having the randoms is a bit sort of potluck about what you end up playing against. It was hyperspace format. Prize support was all right. You know, we got a few extra cards. We got a couple of the, the Wedge and Tilly's um, uh, Star Wars Celebration cards. But again, you know, we paid Fiverr to enter that event. And, yeah. Mm, yeah. It, Wedge is pretty rare, though, because he's only available at but that's that celebration. Only, but that's for those who won two rounds. If you didn't, if you didn't win anything or, or only won one round, you got... Well, if you won <laughs> one round, you got the Cartel Spacer, the, the stick... This, oh, the seek, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's again, it's a pretty rare card. Yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It was fine just to play some casual games. So, the last person to cover in the car is Bob. How did you get on this um, weekend? Pretty well. Uh, I took the the dry skurgs. I swapped out one of the dorsals on a skurg for an ion cannon, which meant I had to ditch the uh, hull upgrade on. Uh, Dre, I didn't really miss the hull upgrade in any of my games this weekend, but equal, I didn't find that much extra value in the ion cannon. Um, it went pretty well. I went five and one, uh, losing to Ashley Deadeye's Triple Phantom and Vader on day one. Really fun games all the way through the day. I didn't catch everybody's names, but big shout out to to Paul Fullon. Uh, who is a very good player and I was genuinely terrified when I saw his name on the board but then he turned up and had uh, a game in which he basically flew Vader right at me which was terrific news so I, I enjoyed that and a brilliant game with uh, Steve Bold who was flying a Nyan Nam Tally and Lulo list he had shocking dice uh, really really bad dice every time he needed an evade it just went badly wrong, so I was was able to pop the uh, the A wings, and rather to my surprise, and certainly way beyond what I was hoping to do, uh, I finished the day making the cut, and also finished the day top of the scum, which was really satisfying. I finished a spot ahead of Brian Clark, who was running exactly the same list, and I think most of the the top end players in scum were running some variant of Drea Locks. It's a really solid list, uh, and I think a lot of people would be delighted that it's probably only going to be around for another couple of weeks. And then this morning, I took on uh, Daryl McDowell, who was over from Northern Ireland. He was running the uh, Alabama Birmingham Barons Hatchet Man list. I'd played 
that on day one and found that really the teeth of that is getting rid of Vinder very quickly and uh, he played it well but I managed after I, I saw him doing a, a rapid move down the right hand flank of the board I uh, did a loads of talons to set myself up with a couple of turns to to line up a nice kill shot on Vinder and uh, off he went without doing too much damage and that really was game trading Vinder for two shields on the Skurg that was really satisfying I had a I had a chat with uh, with him after the game because um, you know Northern Irish uh, from the same town and everything and uh, he said he he didn't realise that Skurgs had talon rolls he thought they had um, K-turns so when you talon rolled back on him he was incredibly surprised because okay. he's never flown against somebody flying Skurgs before so he had no experience of the list so you caught him cold because I, I saw the Vinder flank going on and I thought if Vinder gets behind the Skurgs and it all gets in a bit knife fighty with his slams and things he could stay away from it so I was a bit surprised that he didn't play for that but obviously if you don't know what a list can do and what a dial looks like then it's going to shock you, it's going to surprise you. Well, it's why practice is important and, and getting to know the meta list is important. There was, a, there was another thing that Daryl did, which was to slam into one of the Skurgs to avoid being shot at range one by that Skurg. And what that did was it opened up a shot uh, from Drea herself, but also gave re-rolls on the other two ships that were shooting at it with four shots. And I'm, I'm not sure I would have made that trade uh, if I was him. And, and it, that was the turn where Vinda was left on, on a single health and he had to do a straight or he was going to explode through the crit and he was hoping to use the shuttle to barrel roll out of that and then do do a bank move I blocked the shuttle and that plan went badly wrong for him after he put in a three bank uh, so it was a great game and he flew it really well considering that he didn't know how the scourgs work and then I ran into Rasta Mace who properly schooled me up with how good Jack Mooney's list is uh, there is a way for the scourgs to, to get the better of uh, handbrake ham and that is to park a Skurg in front of Han and force Han to make a choice between standing still and taking shots or rushing forward and probably taking shots from, from the other two Skurg. Rasta was way too smart to fall for that and uh, manoeuvred neatly away from that trap. And after that, it was pretty much game over. Uh, but a really nice game, really great opponent. And uh, all in all, a very satisfactory weekend. I'm, I'm really pleased with how my Skurg did. Uh, and nice to be at the, the front of the Skurg pack, which is, is really very, very satisfying. Top 16, yeah? Top 16 it was, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Bob. Uh, I think yeah, it's uh, it was interesting looking at it. I think I think we looked at the top ten and was it? I think I'm trying to remember. Was it? Uh, was uh, everything was represented apart from first order and separatist? No, Andy Cameron came third with separatist. Separatist at oh, Swiss. Yeah. I want to say resistance in first order, but I'm not too sure. Might have been scum in first order. There was a res there was a resistance tenth. Uh, oh yeah, you were tenth. Bartosz was quite high up. Okay, uh, got, I know Republic did well, Galactic Republic did well over, over the weekend in placing, but every faction was represented in the top 32. There was a First Order player in the top 32. Yeah, um, so I mean, I, the Imperials, incredibly popular. They were, but I think actually, I think Rebels were, were just as popular, if not more. 44. So, yeah. So comparable. But, yeah. but I think more Rebels, in, in, in a comparison, more a, percent, a larger percentage of rebels made the top cut than imperials did because there were 55 imperials yeah. and you know it's just interesting to see i think um you know galactic republic would have had a very good return on uh, making cut i think there was quite a few republic players out of the numbers that they they had brought yeah. so yeah um, they i mean that might be something we'll we'll come back to on wednesday after we've had um some sleep and yes, <laughs> you know got absolutely. got back to manchester yeah uh, I, think, I think it shows him just how strong that double jedi and then something else is yeah. you know there was Double Jedi, double torrent, double Jedi, 
one torrent, um, which was Jesper, uh, played Intercut with that. And then the, the guy in the final who's got triple Jedi, um, so double Jedi and another Jedi. Um, so, you know, it's like those Jedi, which were initially a lot of people kind of wrote them off, um, seem to be uh, excellent ships in the hands of good players. So all in all, I think it was a, a very successful weekend for the Sif Takers. As a team, uh, we did, um, I think we only turned up with about seven players yeah. um, and half of them made cut. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty good weekend. Um, Expo was interesting. It was my first time coming to Games Expo. Had a mooch round on the Friday. I think I it would have been better coming up with a group of people uh, and actually being able to play some board games and stuff because as it was, I just sort of wandered around and you know, I, I, didn't re- I didn't really fancy doing any demos by myself. So I had a good little look around. So loads of some people I know in the, the industry. The event itself, I think, ran to time. I didn't notice any particular delays. I mean, we're a bit bit slow getting started on Saturday morning, I think, because some people hadn't registered in time. But I think all in all, all went well. The judges uh, were fine. I mean, I've, I've had uh, good good uh, responses from the judge team, which is always good. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got to say, I still remain deeply uncomfortable about an event of that size being tied to Games Expo. Either I want to come to Games Expo or I want to play a serious X-Wing tournament. It's very difficult to do both. I had a scoot around the hall today and had an hour wandering about, and I barely began to scratch the surface of Expo. And it's it's still really an uncomfortable pairing for me. Yeah, I think, yeah, certainly for myself, I think that's where I am, because I'm starting to play more board games now, is I think I'd like to come back and play board games with like a group of friends, and then with the congestion we're seeing now with the X-Wing calendar, with hyperspace trials, we've you know not long had the UK system open, I believe you guys are you off to the Italian system yeah, open? Yeah, Italian system open this weekend. So, you know, we've got all these um, big events going on. You know, you, you might find that people decide to, um, you know, drop nationals, which would, uh, sorry, the Grand Championship. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's 42 quid and you're guaranteed six games. Yeah. And that's reasonably pricey, bearing in mind you've got to get yourself to the NEC, you've got to get accommodation, or at least most people have to get accommodation. And food and drink within the building itself is not cheap. So I'm still very, very nervy about having the two things. So if you compare it to the system open, it's got, you know, you're paying twice the price for the event. You don't get participation loot. You don't get swag for, you know, doing all the different levels. And, you know, you don't have the hyperspace tournament for the, you know, the five games the next day if you don't make cuts. So you're getting half the amount of games you're getting half the amount of loot unless you do really well, in which case you get about the same amount of, of swag and it just costs an awful lot more. So, you know, I, I had much the same experiences as Bob and Tim of mooching around for a couple of hours, you know, bought a few things, got some presents for the wife and kids, you know, did did the duty, but thought, you know, I'd, look, I'd love to spend more time here. So I think if I come to the expo again, I'll, I'll do the expo. Um, and I think it showed uh, in the team tournament you talked about earlier, Tim, that people weren't interested in playing a second day of X-Wing if they hadn't done well because of the 190-something people that there was only half a dozen people playing in the team tournament or teams in the team tournament. Yeah, I think there was 10 10 teams, so 30 players, I think it was. Yeah, so 30 players out of 196 actually wanted to come back and play more and I think that's people just saying well I've paid 21 quid to get into the Expo so I might as well go and walk around it today. That is the interesting thing, so like so with the expo you, you could buy a three-day ticket a two-day ticket or single-day tickets so actually you could just pay, pay in for the saturday with a single-day ticket and then you just go well i'll pay the extra seven pounds or whatever for to come back for sunday if i make cut 
So I think that yeah would would have led to a lot of people not coming back for day two, mm-hmm. um, which is a shame. But I think we'll, we won't dwell on this for much longer. So I just want to say uh, thanks to all our opponents, thanks to the TO team uh, for running the weekend. And um, that's it for today, and we will be back on Wednesday. Um, so it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Goodbye from Bob. Tell her. And goodbye from Ed. Goodbye. Goodbye.